three, four, coming around, here we go. Here's the, here's the, here's the email matter. Here's the topic. Not sure what the title will be, but here's some background or what I'm looking for at. If something needs doing urgent, it just gets done. If something not so urgent or can be left for another day, what tools, rituals, or otherwise do you use to trick yourself to do it? And also, when you do, do this task, what preparation and or other stuff, tactics do you use? For instance, in the afternoon, I sometimes feel tired and don't want to work. So I'll grab some chips and nuts and a soft drink to fuel myself so I can accomplish the task. Yes. Sugar and salt. <laughs> you know, it, to me, it ties in really well with, with uh, some of our other topics, you know, like even the last one, which was uh, going without, you know, like in, in some ways, you know, you just got to get the work done and go without the cookies. <laughs> Do you want to clarify anything? Um, I think I think it, it's um, uh, like there's some some tricks or tactics that will work once, and they might not work again. Um, as a, as a for instance, um, when I when I sit down to do my morning meditation, often I'm just. I'm doing it and I'm just going through, oh, I got to do this today. I got to do that. I got to do this other thing. Oh, and I got to go to the bank, grocery shopping. Oh, I got to edit the podcast. I got to, I, I, and that's all I'm doing. And one tactic I found was that before I start my meditation, I go through and make a list of all the things that are going to distract me when I'm going to do it and somehow seal them and put them away and then proceed with my meditation in a little in a little bit with a little bit more clarity yeah i th i think if after listening to jazz all these all these tuesdays on the podcast i would say my solution would be to just just switch into another person <laughs> hmm. uh, this one's a, this one's this one's a worrier and, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, well you see the the interesting thing is if um if something needs to be done you just get up do it right you get like what like what what makes what but see for each one of us it might be different what's what's an example for you oh supposing your roof's leaking or the tap's leaking <laughs> um <laughs> The podcast, I got to get the podcast to Fred by Friday. Um, so those are deadlines. But then when you have all the other things which aren't maybe so urgent, then there's a sense to procrastinate. Oh, I can. And then the other thing is that they're all lined up. Well, there's this. Is this more urgent than this or... Maybe I should do this, right? You, you, you then have a hierarchy of events. It, it's almost like a computer, <laughs> the computers, you know, when you get into that FIFO and LIFO first in, first out process or 
LIFO last in, first out process. So you're mainly referring here to um, getting like in a place where you don't have so many thoughts while you're meditating. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, partly, but I, I'm just using that as a, as an example. So I, I mean, um, so, so supposing we use the example of, uh, say blue lining or, or, or doing the podcast. So I, I finished my last podcast editing on Thursday and I'm, immediately got the next one okay this time i'm gonna get it edited fast and get it done really quickly and it it's you know probably won't happen till thursday <laughs> yeah and, and that's what i might even jinx it by saying that you know this time i'm gonna do it really right away like this you know and then you make it worse for yourself yeah i jinxed it yeah yeah okay so what's the blue lining example Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my blue lining. Yeah, I gotta do my blue lining, and then you sit down. You maybe have a drink, and you eat, and and then by the time you, it's time for for bed or late at night. You're like, oh, I'm tired. I'll leave the blue lining till tomorrow because I don't have to hand in my homework, the the sculpture, until close to the end of March. So, jazz wand, if you're stuck inside a jazz wand, there's no way out, right? <laughs> that you know of, or we know of, then why, why isn't it okay? Okay, let me, I'll use this word. I'm gonna steal a word from Claude. If you reorient your judgments of yourself then maybe if you you might see yourself like i see yourself which see you ready yeah. which is you have never not given me the podcast right mm -hmm. sure i've had to send it once or twice maybe three times a text to remind you uh -huh. but nearly every time i get it thursday night to my convenience because then then my game begins right the other one I would say you're very successful. I would say um, that your um, productivity in things, Mr. Gold, is always respected mm -hmm. and that you uh, have maintained a morning meditation at an hour that I only maybe see if I have to go to the toilet before I go right back to the bed. And your discipline there has been, I think, very strong and faithful, right? So for me, I would say it's just looking at yourself in a different way. Mm -hmm. And then maybe what you're judging yourself about not finishing will be like, well, but that's kind of how I am. But if you add it all together, I'm pretty functional. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's there's just a a thing. I want to be better. Sure. Maybe it's a Western thing. But, I want to be maybe, but to be better, 
maybe isn't it maybe you're looking at something that's immovable right so if you can't move this thing that you call procrastination inside yourself yourself then you go around it or you just accept it like okay there he goes again having a drink eating some stuff and being too tired to so okay there he is again doing that thing he always does ha 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 time for bed (laughs) it is is interesting jazz that you said well maybe it's a western thing like a cultural phenomenon like that because going back to the topic of you know the you know awesome you know awesome and then how that word sort of made its way into what do we call the vernacular where it's used every day like well this pizza is perfect it's awesome you know awesomeness and now and then now the new a new word that i've noticed is perfect you know like your sandwich to pick up from the restaurant, like, when would you like to pick it up at 545? Ah, perfect, you know? <laughs> but maybe you're expecting <laughs> perfection where it's not needed, mm-hmm. is what Fred was saying in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. And be willing to be a little messy with your, you know, inclination to, you know, make it, you know, a perfect day. so so, uh, but i'm also asking what what tricks or tactics do you use for for instance uh, in a doing a abd reading you got a candle and you got water and you got bell so that somehow seems to make it um, make it like a ritual. I eliminated a lot of, um, one way to get the job done is just to eliminate the job altogether so you don't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I have it a the list. <laughs> but I, and, and then find things that you just really look forward to doing, you know, that, uh, actually Hans, that one does work quite well for me on a consistent basis that, um, um like say you got three things that need to be done right and one of them's really fun so you do the hardest one first um the second hardest next and then you save that really fun one for, for a dessert right take the garbage out first wash the dishes then get to the <laughs> i don't know then play guitar yeah that, yeah that's uh, yeah that's uh, me for me, Jazzy, going off your ABD example, I think I've said this in an earlier podcast. I struggled mightily, mightily, failed, you could say, struggled and failed to do the reading at six in the morning and the reading at six in the evening. I'm, I had, I didn't care enough. I'm not disciplined enough. There's, there was a lack of energy or fuel for me to be consistent at six in the morning to do a reading for someone, especially if they weren't like my grandmother, Mm -hmm. right? I couldn't mock it up. So what I did, good or bad, I don't know. It just, because then I didn't want to lose a day, right? To me to like not read on a day completely Mm -hmm. is just, for me, it's, it's, it's below acceptable, right? Yeah. So, and I found myself not wanting to do it. 
losing the beauty of the exercise because it was a burden. I saw it as a burden or something I had to do, right? Mm -hmm. Even though when I got in the space, sometimes it was like, why were you feeling? I'm, I'm in, an, this is amazing, right? But on yeah. the other, before I got to the, the awesomeness that can happen, often it was all this other stuff that I think you're also talking about with your, with your mind running around in different directions, right? Mm -hmm. So what I did is I said, Fred can't do it twice a day. He can't. Yes, it's sad to admit that, but he can't. He can, however, do it with gusto and interest if he does it once a day. Mm. So he, I changed I, the rule. Oh, yeah, I get once it. Once a day. So I did it in the evening when it's easier to move my schedule around to accommodate this, this duty. This, this task I've accepted to do. And I'm just not going to do it twice a day because then I just feel bad because I didn't do it twice a day or I'm like, oh man, I didn't do the reading and now I got to do this and this and this and this. I can't. So I'll do two in the evening. And then it just got, it maybe got you into the, maybe got me into the place that you're describing. Mm. So I just made it once and everything. Then I was great. Oh, it's a super long reading today. Jeez, I'm going to be here for an hour. Oh, but it's not two hours now. Yeah, yeah. So if you can't do the high jump at six feet, just lower it to four feet. Yeah, do yeah. one yeah. well rather than two mm. crappy. Lowered expectations. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I could say, oh, Freddie's just not that fill in the blank, right? He's not who I wanted him to be. Mm -hmm. But I can work with him if we make a deal. It's a form of accepting imperfection. And, and yeah. I think it's important to do that, to be able to do that. Wow. Good. I just want to, I just want to say to our valued podcast listeners out there, um, ABD means American Book of the Dead. Just by E.J. Gold. By <laughs> E.J. Gold. Been out for a long time, since the 70s. <laughs> now back to our regular program. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah what popped up for me was god I, I had it and then i started listening to you guys and it went away but yeah i guess removing removing the blockages right Mo moving whatever it is that's blocking you and i was also reminded of you know how you just like okay no i don't want to do yoga today i'm just i i'm not gonna go i don't want to do it like fred was saying it's a burden i'm seeing it as a burden today and then somehow you find yourself there and then you're like, gee, this was, this is great. Right. Just like you were saying about getting in the space of reading and it's like, holy smokes. Like, what was I, what was I hassling about? So yeah, it's that, it's such a mental thing, isn't it? Looking at this and working at this in that, you know, um, nothing, uh, and we talked about this last week too, about nothing can change and then, but everything is change. It, it, it's almost like you, you're trying and you're trying and then you switch over into your subconscious, something happens and you don't know what, and suddenly you can do it. Right, like like um, Hans, you were just saying, you know, 
taking the example of a yoga class. Yeah, I don't want to go. It's very similar for Tai Chi for me. I don't want to go. Why do I have to do it? But then once you actually, for whatever reason, whether you get pricked or you get lured or you get attracted or you get something or you get scared or something, somehow it flips over and you're suddenly, hey, but I, I'm just trying to capture what 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 happens timing is everything there there are there there's a moment that may present itself and you have a moment to grab it yeah and you're home free if you don't grab it in that moment then you're back in the muck hole mm -hmm. so you're paying attention and watching yeah yeah i i know with the with the blue lining example um, so, so far we're, we're doing sculptures, so we're just doing building blocks. So, uh, up till yesterday, I made five building blocks and, and I was just, I don't know, I, I wasn't necessarily complaining at, at the blue lining class yesterday, but I, I pointed out that this was happening to me. And then a little bit later, my blocks went up to 20. So maybe, maybe it's it's something to do with that recognition or some uh, something suddenly can switch and and then you're like, geez, why the hell wasn't I doing this before? Hans Mack, do you want to give some um, a plug for what we mean by blue line, like you did for the ABD? Okay, blue lining is. Uh... 3D computer um, modeling environment. Gaming, game design. Game, game design. design, yeah. Um, yeah it's, it may look, um, well, it does, I think everyone looks a bit archaic and uh, lacks a lot of luster compared to Quake and, or not Quake, um, say Halo. Um, have you heard of Halo? Any, any game made after two thousand? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's and, a it's a game it's a game design software made by Mr. Gold. Well, his team. Yeah. Mr. Claude. Yeah. Doctor. There Claude. are four. Yeah. There are four builders of this software. So that's blue lining. So we build games. Uh, We're learning to build games. Well, well, hold on. That's that's just. Um, like an overview of what we're doing, but in a in another way, we're we're building into the void. There's just blackness, and we're creating and building something. So you could take it that we're uh, being the creator. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So and, so jazz wants the name of the the program. Games of uh, Diabolical Design. Right. So, Jaswan, so you use Blue Line as an example. Mm -hmm. So, why do you, why is it important that you do it regularly or every day or whatever, whatever sort of target you've set for yourself? Why is that important? Why is that important? That's a good question. Um, 
Well, I, I, you could say you're building up a skill. Mm-hmm. Um, it it could be that you're that you're learning something. It could be you're learning something, building something, and then looking at it from a different point of view. Um, and well, we can we can get it. Good. So let me let me let me yeah, add yeah. something. You use the word in each statement. Could be. Yeah. It could be. It could be. It could be. Then for me, if I'm going to play like word games, yeah, I would say you haven't experienced it yet because then it, it then you would be using the verb is. Uh huh. So you're still in the theory that this is good for me and you haven't seen it be good for you. I've seen glimpses. And maybe maybe that's what's bringing the uh, urgency or the desire to to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have to agree with with glimpses. I I can't outright say, oh, it's doing this for me, or I'm getting this out of it. But yeah, you just get these sort of little whispers of something, and you know it's from from working in the God Engine. Am I correct to say that, Jasmine? Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's, here's, a, here's another one. It makes me look at my reality in this world differently because it's not the way I would normally look at it. I wouldn't normally look at, oh, there's, this room is a box, so to speak. This wall is just a, a visual apparition. I mean, I don't know if it's real until I run into it and it knocks me down, so to speak. <laughs> um, it, it could just be a, an illusion. <laughs> so the idea here is that I think all of us, the four of us can, can maybe agree that this is a, a premise or a basic truth that we operate from. We are told that something is good for us. Mm -hmm. And if it comes from somebody we respect, we'll we'll skip high school and grammar school and middle school and leave that alone. But in our adult lives, we might run into somebody that we respect or admire or, or see as further along than we are. And they say, do this and good things will happen. So we take it all as a as a promise that if I do this enough times and I'm regular and faithful in the doing of it, mm-hmm. accounting for some nights, it's just going to be lazy efforts, but let's say it's, it's regular and it's, it's focused that I'm expecting something to happen that will prove to me or confirm the fact that this is good for me. Right. Yeah, but until we but until we get there, it's all a promise or a theory or like a should do, not not maybe something want to. It's like I don't want to. I just know I should. 
Mm-hmm. So I have to f- mark up enough energy to per- to participate in the should, <laughs> right? Because the want to takes less energy and fuel, right? Mm-hmm. So the promise of doing blue lining, the promise of all these thousands, numerous tools we've been handed to play with and use all come with the sort of implicit direction as if you do this, mm-hmm. something... Mm-hmm that is important for you, whether you realize it or not, will will come through. But if we're looking in the wrong place for that thing that's supposed to happen or we don't recognize it or we just get a glimpse of it, is that enough? Then, then we don't, then we're still always in the world of a promise or we should do this because we haven't really fully understood or seen or noticed or, or been there when the good thing has happened that it propels us and gives us enough fuel to continue, maybe even in, in a more fervent and focused way. No? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so also what we're looking for may be completely wrong. Like I'm expecting this to happen. Meanwhile, all this cool stuff's happening over here, but you don't value it or you don't notice it or you don't see it. You don't understand it because you're looking for this. And it just, that just mm-hmm. isn't going to happen. I just wanted to comment on a backwards sort of thing like that. I don't know, just popped in my head of where you're told, if you don't do this, (laughs) this will happen. Don't brush your teeth. You're going to get a bad toothache and a bunch of rotten teeth. And then you don't brush your teeth and, and you don't see anything going bad. So you think, well, is that true? (laughs) <laughs> maybe i'm way off base here i don't know <laughs> so so you're switching over from you should do it to i have to do it mm-hmm. or if you can turn on the switch or whatever it is that one needs to to, to mm-hmm. change right the flick the switch as it's been described to us right flick the toggle switch is like to somehow convince myself that failure is not an option. Yeah, the convincing starts to get a little, um, because um, if we if we take for example, um, if we take for example that smoking is bad for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we can mentally agree, at least to an extent, um, under the current rules and dimension and everything, that smoking is bad for you. But that alone, I believe, does not give you the impetus to stop smoking. It doesn't. That, yeah, that's that, that's because right. It's like the, it's like the teeth that Hans was talking about yeah. brushing the teeth because yeah. the effects of it take so many decades. Yes. To settle in and remind you that oh they were right. Yeah. So it takes a long time for those choices, the those cigarettes, to build up inside a person or inside of me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, so this is what they meant. 
or even stopping drinking. Information coming out now that drinking is is uh, is is very bad for you. It causes cancer and. And it's all been a whole marketing thing where the, the doctors have been saying, yeah, two drinks a day really helps you relax and it doesn't harm your health. And, and that's how they've been marketing. They're similar to the cigarettes. And so if, if it's not just an intellectual thing which causes you to stop, what is it? The coughing. <laughs> the coughing or the coffin? And then, and then there's another way of thinking, which is that it's 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 not the brain that's the 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 master director or the lord of the universe. It's the moving center. Because if you can control the moving, as a, if you let the moving become, then you, you know, you, then you just stop your hand from picking up the drink and and drinking, or you just stop, you know, because you're master of the moving. You act like somebody who knows that you can somehow control your life. <laughs> If I could control my body, fuck, I would be amazing. I don't, I just don't go down that road anymore. Mm -hmm. I just sort of watch the show. <laughs> because again, right? So if we go back to like, we use cigarettes because it's funny and mm -hmm. silly and I'm addicted. Um, is that the and i'm going to take this way too far but still it still i think is a is a way to look at it is mm -hmm. like so the idea of smoking is bad not brushing your teeth is bad these are all sort of like morals right yeah so so what if i fucking smoke cigarettes and i enjoy them very much most of them some of them are terrible and i put them out i'm like why the hell am i doing this that was horrible what did i just put in my mouth <laughs> but I take it out and I put it out and like, that was a terrible one. But then later in the day, I might have an excellent one. Right. Mm -hmm. But so my family would be saying, ah, Michael, Freddie, to you guys, Michael to them fell off the good path. He's a smoker. Ooh. Ooh. Our lessons didn't get that deeply deep into him. Right. Anti-smoking family deeply. Right. So, those are also like, so, all right, maybe I'm shaving five years off my life by smoking, right? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to cough in ways I'm not happy about for the rest of my life, and I don't really like it. But the idea that somehow it's wrong or bad is, I think, the thing I've taken out of it, mm -hmm. right? It's, for me, it's not a moral thing any, anymore, right? Before, it was a rebel thing, right? It was a rebelling against morals and rebelling against what I was taught. Right. And love of a young lady um, who smoked. Um, I thought she would like me more if I smoked, too. So. Uh -huh. All of that is just simply moralizing in, in this theory that somehow I'll be a better person if I don't smoke. Or I'll be a better person if I blue line every whatever that means, if I blue line in this whatever regimen and, and, and schedule I've set up for myself that I struggle to keep. 
So in for me, those are all sort of like they still have their power. Don't let, don't you think I've defeated them? But they they certainly have a lower volume, right? Than they did maybe in the past, where it was tied to wanting to be something and wanting to be the best or wanting to reach some goal that I had set for myself that was really nebulous and sort of ridiculous anyway. Right? That you know, what does it mean to to want to better yourself anyways? Who's watching? And who, um, who decide and who decides when you get there? It's and about it's really simply just the quality of life choice. That's you know? right. That's right. And, and there's certain, you know, you gotta if you want to you gotta move the boulder out of the way before you can go through down the path. Or, or you know, like with smoking or with with an analogy for me, which comes to mind, of course, as a furniture maker and a woodworker, you it's like sharpening tools. You know, you can't really do, you can't work with lousy tools if the tools aren't sharp, you know. And so if you're smoking cigarettes, you're dulling your tools, so to speak. You know, you're not a better person, but you're a better tool. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Ah, very good.